Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615. This is your host, Drew Jones. You are listening to episode four. Today's guest is the James Crumlin. He is the founder and frontman of the Capital Steps Workouts here in Nashville, Tennessee. The workouts happen every Monday night and Thursday night at six o'clock, directly behind the state capitol. If you've never been there before, they are super fun workouts, super challenging, and also super rewarding. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. We talk a lot about Capital Steps in this episode. We talk about how it got started and talk about some of the success stories that have come from the workouts. By the time this episode airs, James will be an eight-time Ironman finisher, which is truly awesome. We talk a lot about triathlons and we talk about what it's like to compete in an Ironman. James is a coach. James is an encourager. James has great phrases in this episode, like movement is the key. Don't be the grind, beat the grind. And the body can do anything. It's the mind you have to convince. James is an ambassador in the Nashville community. He's a very humble guy. He's super inspiring. It's completely accurate to say that James is making a difference here in Nashville. I'm a huge fan of his, really enjoyed talking to him in this interview, and I know you guys will enjoy hearing it as well. Please promote Running the 615 whenever you can, wherever you can. Thanks as always for listening in. Here comes a true living legend, James Crumlin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running the 615. I am sitting across from my good friend, James Crumlin. James, welcome. Thank you. How are you, Drew? I'm great, man. I'm glad glad that you uh, agreed to come chat with me for a bit. You're a fun guy to know and are going to be a, a fun guy to interview for sure. So you are the founder, creator, and the guy behind Capital Steps Workout in Nashville. I have seen it since its beginning stages and really kind of watched with fascination over the over the past what seven years. I want to start with that, man. I just sure. think I think Capital Steps is the coolest thing. I love that it's here in Nashville. I love that it's free. It's two days a week. Just tell me about, you know, first I guess, how did Capital Steps come to be? Sure. So I started running the Country Music Half Marathon, which I guess is now the rock and roll. Back in 2003, I did it the first time in honor of my mother who passed in 02. And I did it every year from 02, probably all the way up until a few years ago. I did it every year with the exception of 2010. Trained for it my first year, didn't really train for it subsequently. Friend of mine, she said to me, Latoya Bryant, she said to me, hey, I noticed you really haven't been training for the half marathon. Why don't you come run these steps with me? It'd be a good workout and, you know, we'll do it together, et cetera. So did that. That was 2012. At that time, we ran the steps, trained, I think maybe once or twice a week. I did a long run on the weekends, but that was pretty much the extent of my, my training for the half marathon. And it was just the two of you. Just the, the two start, of us. On the steps. Yeah. Ended up running the best time at that particular point of my half marathon career and lost some weight. Three friends of mine saw kind of what happened. And after the race, they were like, hey, we want to come out, do what you were doing, run the steps, et cetera, et cetera. So we did that. And that was the, I guess, the third Thursday of May in 2012. Me so right after three. the race was yeah, over. Yeah, right like, after the race. You had success. We want to be a part of it. Well, yeah, you're giving me way too much credit, Drew. But yes, so we did that, and it was just the four of us. It was Tiffany Dobson, Everett Jolly, and Tony Lewis and me. The four of us got out there, and we came out on a Thursday, and we said we want to do it on the day before the weekend. We're like, hey, why not? Let's choose Thursday. Then after our first session, we're like, well, let's do it again. Let's do it another day during the week. What's another good day? And so we said Monday, <laughs> you know, right after the weekend to really kind of get back and, and, and get back into the swing of things after a weekend, so to speak. And that's how it all got started. Then we started inviting friends. We put together an email list and started inviting friends. We came up with the workouts and 
the rest is history, kind of a grassroots campaign. So when you were first doing it, I mean, now it's, it's a full body workout. I mean, you're, you're doing, you know, you're definitely running, of course you're running the steps, but you're doing pushups, you're doing lunges, you're doing core work at the end. Was it that way out of the jump? No, 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 no. <laughs> no slow down, slow down. No, slow no, down, no, no, Drew, no. slow down, Drew. No, we, uh, I mean, we ran the steps by the Andrew Jackson statue. And so we did that. You know, we'd run up and down, I don't know, 10 times. Maybe we got uh, <laughs> some moxie about us. We do a suicide or two and, and where you go up first level down, second level down. There are four levels over there. So we do that. And then we'd run a mile or two kind of around the city. And that was the workout. Then we go eat and grab, you know, beers or whatever afterwards or go watch a football game or something like that. That's kind of how it kind of evolved, how it got started. And then we started inviting friends and inviting friends and slowly but surely people came. No doubt. If you build it, they will come, I guess. That's right, man. No (laughs) doubt. So it started Thursday nights was the first you did it. That makes sense. You don't want to do it on a Friday night. You don't want to ruin the weekend. Right. But then you, then you shortly thereafter, you just said, okay, I like doing this. We like doing this. Let's, let's put in another day. So it wasn't long at all that it was Thursday and Monday. Yep. It was Yeah, right out the gate. It was Mondays and Thursdays. And for the first two years or so, we would stop. We stopped meeting once it got cold. Oh, gotcha. Towards, <laughs> so daylight savings. Daylight like savings dark, time when it would get dark or what have you. But then a third year, someone said in the group, why don't we keep going? I have cold winter gear. I have gloves. I have a hat. I don't mind running it in the dark. And it's not really cold yet. It doesn't get cold in Nashville really until January. And so we kept on going. And so now we're year round. Mondays Monday and, and Thursdays, and less and less weather decides you can't do it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Man, I just think it's I think it's neat not only that it is what it is today because I mean you know it's it's you know now probably a hundred strong every Monday and Thursday. Nashville is obviously a very popular city, so Capital Steps workout has kind of grown with the city. But I think it's neat to hear about the story about it too because you know you know I feel like there is there's a reason that it happened as we've talked a lot about before from seeing East Nasty in its early days. Yeah. You know, ton of credit to you for being the oh. one to kind of stand in front of people and say, this is who we are. This is a free workout. We want you to be a part of it. I think you're really good about reminding people, invite friends. And, you know, there's a reason that it's grown to what it is, but that's just, it's just a neat thing to have, to have in this city. Thank you, Drew. I really appreciate that. I, it, but it can't really take all the credit for it. I mean, it's while I'm kind of the orchestrator, what have you, and kind of lead the workouts, it's really about the people, about the people who come. I just, I'm so humbled and overwhelmed every time I walk up and there are people out there wanting to work out, you know, wanting to get better, wanting to really improve their lives through fitness. And I could think of countless stories of success stories where people have come to the workout and have gotten better, overcome a problem and and things like that, or had a really bad day. And that was a release or an outlet for them. It's it's overwhelming to to kind of go through some of those stories and to hear people who confide in you saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like it's not about me. It's about helping you get better. That makes it all worth it. No doubt. Have you had any challenges or any surprises with with Capital Steps? Have you had any any senators or congressmen come out and and bark at you in the middle of it? Any have you had any just any like surprises along no, the way? No, no surprises at all. We've been very fortunate. It's a really really great community up there where you'll see folks in session. And when sessions going on in January, they'll make comments. Oh, I need to come work out with you. And we're like, Yeah, please come on. And it, or it's cold. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you're out here in the cold. Yeah, come join. Join us. It's free. And they'll say, well, I'm coming. And it's been great. So, yeah. you know, get in there, uh, pass those laws, come out here and run these steps. Absolutely. Make, make, it, make it a double win. <laughs> we've seen 
Governor Haslam, when he was governor, he he didn't come out and do the workout with us, but he ran while we were he was running while we were doing our workout. And he, you know, it, it was great seeing him out there running the Bicentennial Mall and running up and yeah. down the steps and all of that stuff. Super cool. And then we've seen Mayor Briley has been has come by as well. Didn't do the workout, but just kind of was out there doing his own thing and just mm-hmm. kind of came by and supported. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that was my next question. What's what's been some kind of your your favorite? favorite memory mm. stories so far of, of so, Capital Steps? So I have two or maybe three. The first one is there was a, a young woman. I say young woman. She's probably, I don't want to guess her age, but she's probably in her 50s or 60s that is young. or something Absolutely. like that. Very young, very young, very active. Her son and, and her nephew would always come to the workouts. They still do. She used to come all the time to our workouts. Over a weekend, a few years back, she had a heart attack and learned about that through her son and nephew. And she recovered fully from that, recovered fully. Her doctor asked her, hey, what have you been doing? You know, your heart's really strong. What have you been doing? And she says, well, my son, my nephew, they've been dragging me out to this workout. They've been down at the Capitol, you know, twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays at 6 p.m., you know, et cetera, et cetera. Doctor says to her, hey, your heart's really strong. Good thing you were doing that workout. If you weren't doing that, you would have checked out of here. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Literally saving lives. Capital steps. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I'm blown away. Every time I think about that, I always get kind of choked up because that's that's real effective change in Mm -hmm. somebody's health and somebody's life. Another story. We were about to get start the workout. Young lady says to me, her boyfriend at the time, he would come as well, says to me, hey, uh, don't want to really make a big deal out of it. But, you know, today's my birthday. And me, I believe birthdays are celebrations. Celebrate. Absolutely. So I'm like, hey, you know, it's your own personal holiday. It's your birthday. So I'm like, okay, I won't make that big deal of it, knowing that I was going to say something. So I got up, did the announcements, and I was like, yes. And hey, it's such and such's birthday. Let's give her a round of applause and let's sing. She stops me and says, hey, well, it's not really my birthday. It's kind of my second birthday because this is the second anniversary of me being cancer free. And I wanted to come out here and celebrate with you guys. Wow. Man, Drew, there was not a dry eye in the house as she was talking. Holy cow. That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Capital Steps Workout. Today, we're going to be Niagara Falls. Right, right. Today, for a warm up, everyone's going to be Niagara Falls. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then another one, which just recently happened, and I was really kind of blown away because. I guess I don't really think about this in this particular context, but in the the mental health space, someone confided in me that coming out to the steps has really helped him with mental awareness and his whole psychology, his psyche, everything. And I guess I just didn't think about how his mental health has improved. His mental health has improved so dramatically that he didn't need to be on medicine anymore. So what's the, you've been a part of Capital Steps since day one. Since There's day a one. lot of people who are probably listening to this right now who have never <laughs> done Capital Steps. What's the best kind of sales pitch you can give for someone? Mondays and Thursdays, six o'clock, Capital Steps, totally free. What's the best sales pitch you can give someone to come try it out? All levels are welcome. We stay out there till you finish. It doesn't matter if you're fast. It doesn't matter if you're slow. Doesn't matter if you're in between. Doesn't matter if you run. Doesn't matter if you walk part of it. Just come out. Just get moving. It's all about movement. And down at the Capitol Steps, we do a variety of different exercises from running up and down steps, running up and down the hills, body weight exercises, including lunges, burpees, push ups, crunches, all of that good fun stuff. So it's a totally free workout. The only thing that you pay for is your time. There you go. It's your time to come out. And one hour is what? 4% of your day. We are out there for about an hour, 6 p.m. We usually finish around 7 and it's it's totally free. We'd love to have you. Man, yeah. There's a lot of camaraderie out there to it. So my memories of doing it the first time 
were definitely running the hill, the bottom hill. Yes. And it wasn't until I think it may be the third or fourth time I did it that I realized that you add the second hill sometimes <laughs> where you go up to the flat and then run it again, which is steeper yes. for sure. But yes. the thing I remember about it is to your point, no matter what level you are out there, the whole time you're doing the workout, you are in the middle of kind of a oh, yeah group of people, sea of humanity. So it's just night and day different from than if you're out there by yourself. Yeah. You know, if you send me a text, say, hey, Drew, here's the workout. Go out there on Tuesday right. and do it. Good luck. Man, no way. But when you're doing out there, and I will give you credit too, you oh, are a you. great cheerleader out oh, there. Getting you. up to the top of the grass and giving you a high five <laughs> is entirely different than you not being up there. No, thank you. Uh, so it's, yeah, I mean, you're, you just, because of the people, because of the camaraderie, I feel like you're able to get more out of yourself than you would otherwise that's cool man that's thank that's a you. cool thing to have that you've that you've built james and i hope it goes on for for years to come because it's clearly thank making you. a lot of positive changes for people so yeah we just had somebody from my law firm actually just moved to town and she heard about the workout and she's been coming to the workout and made a bunch of new friends right and so that's how she's gotten acclimated to the city perfect it's through meeting folks at the steps and then going out and doing certain things with them. Yeah. There is a brother and sister who recently moved to the city. That's recently within the last three to six months. Same thing. Just meeting people in the community. You know, everybody's so encouraging out there. It's nobody. If you're walking or if you're not, quote unquote, keeping up with the lead pack. I mean, there really is no lead pack and nobody's looking no down judgment out there no judgment right. it's a no judgment zone for an hour yep that's people awesome. are encouraging you you'll always hear me yelling encourage your neighbor keep pushing you got this you know don't cheat the grind beat the grind those are like some of my favorite sayings that's right man and, uh, i've heard that people are out there and it's just great they, they you can actually see people when you're giving the announcements, you see their eyes get big, like, like oh my go. gosh, here we go. But then once they get into it and they start going, you can see that confidence build. Oh, yeah. And well, that, it does sound, I, yeah. I, will, I will agree with that. When you first, if you've never done it before and you get out there and you're like, here's the workout, like you expect the workout to last, like to be like 30 seconds, like you explaining the workout <laughs> takes a minute and you're it like, does. is this workout an hour or seven? Yes. But yeah, you're right. Once you get in it, it's good. Yeah. It gets going good. And yeah. I will say this there, you know, there are not a lot of guarantees in life, but here's one of them. If you've never been out to Capital Steps Workout, and you go out and do it, you will absolutely be glad that you oh, did. 100%. You. I mean, that's thank that's you. that's fact. So to the running the 615 listeners out there who haven't done it, go check it out and tell James you heard him on the podcast and that's why you're here. So <laughs> Yeah, we'd love to have you. Please no join us. So I want to talk about running a little bit because I know you well. I know kind of your story, but I think it's an interesting one and kind of how you've woven in and out of running. Just tell me, you know, how when running became a part of your life and kind of what was the factors in it that kept you with it and kind of kept going. You said, you know, the country music half marathon was yeah. at least part of the start, but yeah, tell me, tell me about yeah, your, so, your start. <laughs> so I used to, I, I ran track in high school. I think everybody did something in high school and, you know, was active in college, got to law school, was active a little bit, but after law school, you know, I had to work. So you, you, you grew up in Kentucky, grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and came born and to, raised, right? And came to college. Came under, to came to college. Uh, did uh, college and law school at Vanderbilt. Awesome. Anchor Nashville. Down. There you go. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you get out of law school. Yeah, get out of law school and having to work and working long hours, plus trying to balance life with with friends and as well as taking care of elderly parents. You know, there just wasn't much time for working out. Right. So 2002, it just kind of happened that in a very, you know, got back into uh, after my mother passed. That was a very traumatic event, you know, so much so that I dedicated the next year that I was going to do a half marathon, something I had never done. I don't know why I chose a half marathon, but right I, way to honor her. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And that was just kind of the catalyst. And then starting to do the capital steps workout in 2012 with Latoya. And then after the race, then catching up with Tiffany Everett and Tony, you know, kind of starting the capital steps workout with them. And then man, 
So you you starting in two thousand two, and for the better part of ten years, country music half marathon yes. like that race was was that something race. that you did and kind of yeah. kept you yeah. from kept 03. you dialed in on mm-hmm. it. Right, two thousand thirteen was a game changer. So in the fall of twelve two thousand twelve, a friend of mine, well known businessman, entrepreneur, and nine time Iron Man, about to be ten, Daryl Freeman, he and I made several friendly bets. So we had a friendly bet as to who could run the faster half marathon in 2013. And so that really made me get on my game. Right. And so trained a lot, lost even more weight, really got in shape and won the bet. Then victory, victory, victory. Yes. And then next thing you know, we run it back again. Same bet. But for the country music full marathon, I had never run a full marathon in my life. So country music full is hard. Every every marathon is 26.2 miles. But that (laughs) that marathon course is everything about that race sets up for the half marathon. Yes. Everything. Everything. The crowd, the course. Everything. All of it. That full is is difficult from someone who's never done it. But I've I've run the half every year, but that's a hard race. It's a hard full, especially when you get out by Metro Center and you're hearing crickets because there's no crowd. No, no, not a a great place to be alone with your thoughts. No, no. And if it's hot, then you had that sun just beating down on you because there's no shade. Really, Right. So that's your first full. That was my first full. You go. go, This is 2014. 2014. And so we do that race. I'm fortunate to win the bet again. And so we are at a Titans game. So Daryl's now thinking, I got to do something. Like oh, I'm making these bets man. and James winning. I'm going to have to do something oh, different here. If you know my friend Daryl Freeman, you know, does not sit well with his soul. So at a Titans game and we are talking about, you know, the half marathon and the marathon and he and his friend Terry Mercer at the time, you know, they had done several Ironman by then. And so we're all in, in Daryl's suite and, and they're chatting. They're saying, hey, you know, Daryl says, me and my friend, my tight man here, Taryn, you know that little marathon that we did in, the, in April? Me and my friend here, we do that after a 2.4 mile swim and a 112 mile bike because we're real men. We're Iron Man, you know? Wow. So let the games begin. <laughs> all the trash talking and all that. Everybody laughs. Uh, young lady I'm dating at the time looks at me and says, you going to let them talk to you like this? No, I'm not. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, I'm in. What are we doing? Where are we going? I'm in for a full Ironman. Where are we going? This this is not this is not just how I'm wired. You're just not going to do this. And so they're saying, oh, we're going to France. Oh, okay. okay. Never, never done that. But sure, why not? I, and if I can't I'm doing swim. an Ironman, might as well go overseas. You can't swim? I couldn't swim at the time. Holy cow. No. I almost drowned twice as a kid. My mother had to save me once. A stranger saved me the other time. All right. So this, <laughs> I can't, I don't know the exact facts, James, but I can tell you this. The number of people on this globe who have agreed to run an Ironman, who when they agreed to do it, couldn't swim, couldn't swim. is a small percentage. That's a low number, man. That is so awesome. Yeah. Can't swim. Can't Buddy swim. challenges the Ironman. You're like, I'm in. I'm in. Wow. I'm in. And so, I mean, they, of course, helped me along the way. were some of my biggest cheerleaders. And I definitely would, able to, would not have been able to get through the race without the two of them and sure. Stephen Fowlhemi. So the well, four of us. What takes the friends to put the challenge Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, so I went over, learned how to swim from Ashley Whitney, the great Ashley Whitney. Olympian. Olympian, Ashley gold Whitney. medalist. Wow, that's and, cool. Um, that's cool enough. That's reason to run an Ironman yeah, right there. Absolutely. Coach by got, Olympian. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. How many people can say, you know, I'm sure most people in the community can say they've been coached by an Olympian, but not p- many people around the states no doubt that's (laughs) super cool yeah so couldn't swim at all couldn't even get across the pool didn't even get in the water my first lesson i was so nervous man (laughs) so okay so you and i had the iron man and i had five months five months from the day you're taking your first (laughs) swimming lesson to running an iron man to participating holy cow that's cool and now to date sitting here in october 2019 you have completed how many iron mans seven good night seven full yeah full iron man seven halves that's amazing that is 
So, so you go, so I know, you know, because, because we've talked about it before, but you've actually gone over to France for the Ironman more than once, right? Yes, I did. So the first time I went over, made the swim cut off, made the bike cut off and I get there and I'm on the run. And unfortunately I missed the overall cutoff for the whole thing, for the whole thing. It was 16 hours and I had, I got to mile 20 and I had five miles to go and 40 minutes. Right. So, you know, at mile 20, I'm not, Iron Man. you're not going to, you're not going to start dropping eight minute miles. No way. So at that point it was very disheartening, walked off the course. Right. You know, and we signed up for Florida and went out there and destroyed it. There got my go. first medal. So in Florida was how long after, after France? Florida same was year? in November. Okay. Same so same year. year. And same then, year. but you went, you said you wanted to go back. To oh France. yeah. Went back to France last year. Got some yeah. payback. And, yes. uh, Man, just had my fastest swim time, fastest bike split on the bike with all that climbing, highest wattage, all that other fun stuff, and had a great time. I came out of the water, and I looked at my watch. There's a great photo. It was my Instagram profile pic for a long time. I just recently changed it, but where I was looking at my watch and just all smiles, and I'm running around just screaming my time, 129, 129. I couldn't believe that I did a 2.4 mile swim in in that time, and it was great. So Ironman's 2.4 mile swim. Yes. The bike is- 112 miles. 112 miles, full marathon. Full Get those first two simple things out of the way and then just (laughs) wrap it on up with a marathon. Why not? I mean, there's nothing more just wow. just kind of uh, daunting when you get off the bike. You're like, yeah, man, I just had a great swim. Man, I just crushed a bike. Oh, man, I got to do a marathon. Holy cow. <laughs> so I have been to Louisville Ironman, your hometown, 2011. Mm-hmm. Went to watch uh, my friend Mark Miller. That was in that. August when it was hot, hot. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. But I'll tell you this, James. It's one of the neatest things I've ever seen oh, yeah. as far as being out there. I, I ran with him a little bit on the course to kind of keep him company. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when he came around his last half mile and took a right on 4th yes. Street and went down the dash, I was yes. behind him. And, of course, I got off the the course and watched him finish and then stood there for probably two hours watching people Man. finish. That is one of the neatest things yes. you will ever see in your life. I totally standing agree. at the finish line of an Ironman and watching people come through there after, I mean, God, that's, that's just a huge, yeah. huge accomplishment it's to be able to day. do, to do all that in one day. Tell me, so, you know, I've, n- I've never even done a triathlon, but you will though. One day, I mean, <laughs> sitting here, I'm like, golly, I want to be on four street finishing an Ironman. Tell me about like, you know, what a day competing in an Ironman is like, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, the swim, mm. the bike, the run is, is how it flows, but like, you know, where, what do you go through out there? Like mentally, I mean, the bike's the longest part, but then I feel like, you know, you kind of said it, the running's probably the hardest part because it's like just, you know, you've competed in enough. Like what's, what's it like to compete in something that's just that daunting? The body can do just about anything. I truly believe that the body can do just about anything. It's the mind that you have to convince. Mm-hmm. So it's really a mental game. Obviously, if you've trained for it, you have all the skills. You have the skill set to do the swim, the skill set to do the bike, the skill set to do the run. You can even put them together if you've done some triathlons along the way. You've done brick workouts. You can even still put all of that together. Really, it's more of a mental game. Mm -hmm. It's about lining up at that starting line, knowing that you have a swim, knowing that you're not going to be able to see in the water when you look in the water, knowing that you're probably going to get kicked. You're probably going to get elbowed. What can you do to get you through that adversity? How can you stay focused and not panic? Because I've been kicked in the goggles. I wear two swim caps so that, you know, if I get kicked in the goggles, they don't go flying off. I've been elbowed in the chest. I've been kicked it's a wrestling match in, in the there. head. Oh, it's yeah. like a washing machine out yeah. there. And you just have to swim with high elbows and like Ashley says, swim with high elbows and kick, get people off of you because people will swim over you. You just have to make adjustments and really stay focused. And when you get out of the water, you have to knowing that you have to get on the bike and you're going to be on the bike for a very long time, that transition 
between swim and bike is so important because you got to put stuff back in your body, right? Any of the other, the other two disciplines, you get to eat, you get to drink while you're doing the discipline, Mm -hmm. the swim, you don't. So you have to make sure that you take in enough before you get in the water, not to get sick, according to your nutrition plan or what have you. But then that swim to bike transition is so important. And then you have to make sure that you get enough, don't get sick, so that you don't deplete your nutrition in the first 10 miles <laughs> while wow. you're on the bike. Because it's a because balancing act. It's a balancing act. Right. And it's really about the mental game. And you have to set timers to make sure that you eat and that you drink at certain times. You have to, you know, sometimes you'll play mind games because you're out there for six hours. Mm-hmm. On the bike. On the bike. Right. Sometimes seven, sometimes more than seven. And you've got to figure out a way to keep yourself engaged, whether it's seeing somebody in front of you and talking to them and y'all are, are vibing for a little bit while you're riding and then they drop off or you drop off and they go ahead or you go ahead and you catch somebody else. So it's keep it's, the brain occupied, keep the brain occupied. Right. So there's a there's a phrase with with running that, you know, like especially like if you if you're running a marathon or a half marathon that the training is the work. And the race is the reward, like the race you get to enjoy the benefits of all the training you put in. Yes. I mean, you feel like that is is still accurate on an Ironman because Ironman is long, man. I mean, Ironman, Ironman is, Ironman is long. long and it's hard. And I don't know if when you're out there, you're thinking, this is such a reward. Oh, my God. This is so great. What a reward I'm giving myself today. I love myself. Let me go. <laughs> Get on the course for anywhere from 12 to 15 or 16 hours. So, yeah, I still believe that because training does not feel good. I mean, there are days where you're doing hill repeats on the bike, not happy. There are days that you're doing (laughs) swim stroke count in the pool, not happy. There are days that you're at the lake and you have to sight and you have to do so many, some sighting drills or what have you, not happy. There are days that you have to run. You know, you still got to run 20 miles. Right. You still during your training, you still got to get up to that 18 to 20 mile mark during your right. training after a day of doing a bike or after a day of doing a long swim. And so none of that feels good. Still, yeah. Still applies. <laughs> still training applies. is the work. Yeah. But right. but then on race day, if you if you've trained right, it's it's not easy, but it's it's so much more manageable right. and you actually get to enjoy the day and it's worth it and it's worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. What's just the hardest part in an iron man. I mean like what, like you've, you've done enough now. Like when, when would you say like, you know, if, if I was there when you ran your last iron man and 10 minutes after it was over with, I said, James, what was the hardest part of today? Like where, where do you feel like it just, you know? Yeah. So for me, um, I did iron man Louisville, about a week and a half ago. Awesome. And my in hometown. Backyard, man. Backyard. Yeah. Second time doing that race. Got a medal in 16. Came back. Got a medal this year. Very excited. It was my seventh one. Cool to get um, to do it at home. Yeah, too. great to get to do it at home. Hometown crowd. Got to see That's probably the closest Iron Man to Nashville, right? Uh, oh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah. Chattanooga. Yeah. Okay. I've done yeah. that one too. For me, as a coach, it's, and I'm also, I coach athletes. Having an athlete in the race I had two athletes in that race and having athletes in the race that you're doing Mm. is a little is it's great because I love doing races with them. Mm. But you're tense and double anxiety. You have a lot of anxiety because you're wondering, oh, my gosh, did they get out of the water? How are they doing? Oh, my gosh, did they get off the bike? How are they doing? They're on the run now, right? Are you sure? Tell me about it. And so you want to talk to them. And, you, you know, sometimes you get to see them. But if you're focused on your own race, right. then you're relying on your Sherpas and your other folks that are there, which we had great race support when we were in Louisville and asking them kind of where where everybody is was great. So there were four of us that did the race, Daryl and I, and then two other young ladies that I coach. So, awesome. And they, we all finished, we all got medals oh, and it was, yeah. it was a fantastic celebration. That's super cool. I've, I've run um, some marathons in my life and I know that in a marathon, something between 20 and 26 goes wrong. It just does. 
I have to imagine that yes. if you're starting it off yes. with, a, with a, a long swim and a long bike ride that I don't know, maybe yeah. it probably comes before mile 20 yes. in an Ironman. But I mean, is, has there, has there been some times during, during oh, yeah. the run where you're just like, man, like your body's just got a serious yes. problem. With so it. I always say that you have to prepare for something that may or may not happen. You have to be ready at all times. And during training, you're going to be prepared for unforeseen circumstances, right? Whether you lose your nutrition, you come out of transition too quickly, you forget something, whether you hit a bump in the road and your water bottles fly off your bike, you know, and you don't have time to, you can't turn around and go back because you might, you got people around you and you just have to keep forging ahead. Prepare for the unexpected, right? There's something that always happens during a race. Here's what I know about Ironmans or any just triathlon that I've been and watched in. From what I can gather, all triathletes in between the swim and the bike and the bike and the run are moving quick. Yes. They're in the transition. They are trying to get out of the swim gear, into the bike gear, on the bike, and out. They're trying to get off the bike, yes. into the running gear, and on. Here's what I can guarantee you. If for some reason I ever run an Ironman, you will. You are looking at the slowest transition guy you'll ever meet in your life. James, I will I will have a Sunday stroll walking out of that water. I will sit down. I will gather myself. I will dry myself off. Hey, I'll probably have lunch. And at some point in time, I might talk myself into getting out on the bike. And then after that, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to have an early dinner. Some and I'm going to sit down again, and I'm going to gather myself. I'm going to put on my running gear. I might even put gel in my hair then i'm gonna go run the marathon <laughs> i love it i love it i love it that's if a, slow transition hey, is a skill set i know i have it hey i have a few athletes that that would be your stiffest competition i always ask them are they ordering a pizza in transition and waiting on it to be delivered I mean, <laughs> and i will have a shirt after my first iron man that says embrace the transition <laughs> embrace it it's the best part of this race yes absolutely oh, so it's cool you know especially if it's your first one i always say enjoy the day right right because you never have another first time right so Good if advice. you take a little bit longer in transition to get yourself together yeah so what yeah you know, That's super cool. if you want to high five, like everybody I see, I high five, I hug, whether it's on the bike, especially out of, when I'm getting out of the, the, the swim at swim exit, I go over because I don't want to just run by them and say, hey, thank you and keep on going. Right. Show I really TLC. appreciate oh, them sure. being out there on the course. And it means a lot. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You're you're good at showing appreciation. That's a good thing. So so you've man, you've done you've done half marathons, you've done full marathons, you've done Ironmans. What's your what's your favorite race or races that that you've done? What's a couple that are just like man, looking back on it, you've wow. got working on uh, coming up pretty soon a twenty year career in races. What's what's oh your gosh. favorites? You make me sound old, Drew. Uh. Listen, you're the first Ironman at age nine. Okay? <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank first you. Ironman. <laughs> under the age of 10 <laughs> sitting across from them. So I would have to say it's hard to narrow, narrow them down. So let's say France, France one and France two, I combined them because France one was such a huge accomplishment because of the swim. Right. And then couldn't France, swim couldn't five sw months before no. it, five months later, yeah. you're in a foreign country yeah. swimming 2.4 miles. That's huge. Yeah. You know, and Ashley, threatening to uh, yank me from the race if I don't swim this, do this practice swim under a certain time out at the lake. And she had arranged for somebody in a canoe to ride with me. I mean, it was great. So that and then getting some get back in 2018. So uh, France one and France two really stick out, really it. stick out. Yeah. But then I also think about Louisville, you know, the first time that I did Louisville in 16, because hometown crowd, and it's probably, I haven't, I haven't done Kona yet, but I hear that it, it is the most electric finish that I've ever had. It's because, the one I've seen, yeah. and it's, man, I you, look like, you I mean. Fourth Street uh, Live, you're it, under there, and everybody's yelling and screaming. It's a rock it's concert. A rock concert. Uh, yeah, yes. it really is. And so that, by what far. What a memory, yeah. By, by far. France may be your favorites, and then what, and and probably Louisville is just mm -hmm. kind of like your crown achievement of, yeah. of races Just today. because I could gotta do it at home. Yeah, man, that is. And I've done it twice at home. Right. And you no. got, you've got, you just completed seven. You've got another Ironman coming up when? <laughs> 
a week from Saturday. <laughs> Good night. From a guy who couldn't, what he started couldn't swim, you're now going to do two Ironmans in less than a month. Yeah, two wow. and three weeks. Uh, Where is it? Florida. Going Florida, back yeah, to okay. Florida. Yeah. Do that one. Man. So that'll be number eight. That is super cool. Good work, James. That's something to be Thank proud you. of, man. So let's talk about Nashville a yes. little bit. You came here to go to college, been in Nashville for a while now, and I'm sure seen lots of changes in our city. How long have you lived in Music City? Since the fall of 1990. There you go. Came here as a freshman in um, Vanderbilt. So what would you say is the most Nashville thing about you now that being here since college, what's the, what's the most Nashville thing about James Crumlin? Wow. I haven't really thought about that. The most natural thing about me. If you meet somebody out there that's like, or, or, you know, what do you kind of consider your connection to Nashville? You're a part of this city. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Capital Steps is probably the Thank easy you. answer there. There's a lot of people yes. who know who, what that is. Well, I love doing Capital Steps. I mean, that, that obviously is the easy answer because of just the camaraderie and the social aspect of it and the really see people do things that they thought weren't possible and right. see their mindset change and how they achieve goals for that. Right. There's some beast out there oh, yeah. at, at the Capitol steps. There's a couple of them for sure that, you know, will get done with the workouts and be encouraging others. And then they'll do like some wind sprints mm -hmm. on, on the flats and yeah. between the two hills and they are getting oh, man. after They're it. They're getting man. after it, especially yeah. at the end where we have the, I always like to end off with two 100 sprints. And right. Man. Little, almost Men a little bit of a track and women out there. are getting yeah. out there and they're getting after it. That's a cool thing to see, though, that you've, you've yeah. been able to witness some people who came out and you know what they were like when they first showed yeah. up and started. And, and there are people that now. just started walking. You know, people walk the workout. Right. And then next thing you know, they've gone from just walking to run walk. Right. Then they do a light jog and then they're running. Yeah. So you see the progression. And so I used to do the workouts all the time with everybody, probably until about a year ago when it got so big that they needed somebody to kind of point them the right way and do all of that stuff. And so I, I said, hey, you know, my, I love doing this so much that I would rather help people and encourage people than actually be a part of the workout right. and do something, you know, I, I'll go work out after. Well, that's what I was going to say, man. That's one thing about you that, that I that I just really respect and kind of shows your, your work ethic. I know that you will put the workout together, go out to Capitol steps, explain the workout, cheer people on the whole time, stay there afterwards, give people high fives, congratulate them. And then you go work out <laughs> after that, man. Like that takes a lot to, to, yeah. to be, not you know, many people know that I go and work out afterwards. But yeah, you got to be, you, I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, motivating to see people doing the workouts and so forth. But still, man, that's a lot to kind of, oh, thank you, you know, spend, you know, two and a half, three hours of your time when you take, you know, the beginning to the end, and then you get to go do your workout, yeah. especially if you're training for an Ironman. That yeah. might mean some late nights. Some very late nights. So so I, sometimes I'll do my run, my long runs, after the Monday workout. And so, man, 16 to 20 miles, yeah. you know, and you're finishing around 1130 midnight if you're listening running 615 and you're out driving late for dinner on a monday night drive slow our buddy james might be out there getting in the long run so right be, yeah, right be on the lookout throw me some some cookies or a goo or something yeah <laughs> um so yeah so what what have you seen you know what's what would you say is just like kind of you know a couple big changes you've seen in the city of nashville from from going to college here to you know the big kind of popular city that it is now well, obviously the growth. I mean, it's just unbelievable how much the city has grown. You see that by all the cranes around the city. I think we have the most cranes of any major U.S. city in the nation. I wouldn't doubt um, There's so much growth around. And the number of people, the, the number of younger people that are coming, you know, whether it's between the ages of 25 and 40, number of families that are moving here. So it's really a lot of folks that are coming in. People are more active. Right. You know, they're, it's, it's become it's, a fit city. It's become for sure. a fit city. You could yeah. go out at any time. We could leave here and go around Vandy and there are people running the loop right. around Vandy, the three mile loop, 3.1 mile loop around Vandy and around Vanderbilt. And it's, it's truly amazing. 
the number of people that do that. There's so many different things that that I think of when I think about Nashville. Obviously, I think about the people. I think about you know the great things that Capital Steps work out. Very fortunate, very blessed. Think about East Nasty. You know, I think about Christy Bath and you know Fleet Feed and you know just so many different people and so many different things that have happened that make this city better. And just humble to be a part of it. No doubt, man. Couldn't agree more. So let me ask you this. If you were mayor of Nashville, you know the mayor. The mayor comes out and checks out your workouts. If you were mayor of Nashville, what's something that you would that you would change or kind of get behind as 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 mayor of this city to to do some things? Wow. <laughs> Pretty big question. But. It's a very big question. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the fitness space because I mean there's so many different things that I would probably like to change you say we can say one fitness and one non-fitness how's that transit need better transit gotta figure it out Mm -hmm. gotta figure it out Uh, i'll just leave it at that yeah gotta figure it out for nashville to be as progressive as we are we've got to work on transit right then the second thing would be we've got to have from a fitness standpoint we got to have more bike lanes Mm mm-hmm I love the bike lanes that we do have, but we need more of them because Nashville, I think people are becoming more active mm-hmm. and people do have bikes and they want to ride, but they're going to get, they don't want to get run over. Sure. So some of the major thoroughfares have bike lanes, but we need more bike lanes and the crosswalks that people, you know, you had the, the crosswalks, they need to be well lit. So I know there's one right there by the Capitol on on Charlotte that when you hit the button, they're like flashing yellow lights or whatever. And there's a crosswalk and people go across. There are two on James Robinson Parkway that, you know, there are lights in the middle of the road and then in the in the median that kind of divide both lanes of traffic going going either direction. But sometimes one of those goes out. And at major crosswalks, we need some type of lighting so that, you know, people can see people because it's state law that they're supposed to stop. Right. They're supposed to yield. And I mean, there's so many times that people look dead at you and just keep right on going. Right. Or they're driving and their faces on their cell phone. Faces on their cell phone. That's one thing that I've just noticed lately. I think when I first started running, I just, you know, didn't pay attention to it. But there's there's just times, you know, today when I when I was running at like five (laughs) forty at night, I literally, I mean, I was I was closer to the sidewalk than I was anything. But I ran past a person just driving, yes, probably four feet from me in the opposite direction driving hand on steering wheel eyes on phone and i'm like good night man right like that's right that's that's a problem and you can see that any time of day whether you're running down church street running down broadway or or wherever in the city people are on their on their cell phones or you know where you're safe running though is when you're running up the grass hill at capital yeah no cars there hurts it's not fun it's painful (laughs) but you're safe And you get a high five from James at the top of the hill. So there's another endorsement right there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell me about being a lawyer. You've been a lawyer in Nashville. You never left Nashville after you got here, right? So I did. I went to Atlanta probably for the better part of two months, (laughs) two or three months after graduating in 2000. I'm sorry. In 1997. Right. Yes. From law school. Went there for probably two or three months and then got a job here clerking for a judge, William Haynes Jr. And Judge Haynes and came back here. He was a magistrate then, U.S. magistrate, came back here and clerked for him for a year and then went to King and Blue, where I was an attorney there for five years and then been at my current firm, just celebrated my 17 year yeah. anniversary at, at Bone McAllister Norton. Man, awesome. What kind of cases do you do? You- I practice employment and business law. So I help individuals with all of their entrepreneurial dreams yeah. from forming a business business disputes, business litigation, business dissolution, yeah. and all of that. Is that between. what you've done your entire career? That, those yes, type of cases, that right? and employment law. So I help employers with their with all their hiring needs from hiring, firing, discipline, management of employees, and termination of employees. Right. So the employment law area is the area that I've been in my entire career, employment law as well as just general litigation. When I got to Bone 17 
17 years ago. That's when I started the whole business aspect and really helping entrepreneurs right. with a lot of their hopes and dreams. In your lawyer experience, have you had the opportunity to look at a witness and yell, you can't handle the truth? <laughs> <laughs> that's so unoriginal, but golly, that's what I've been sitting on this entire interview. James is a lawyer. You got it. You got to get that chance. So that is probably uh, uh, one of my favorite movies. You know, that it's just kind of, it's a great movie where you know, it's just that climactic scene between Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. So. Yeah. Well, if you haven't, James, I highly recommend it. I bet it'd be I want super answers. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want answers, James. I fun. want the truth. Yeah. See, man, you're perfect at delivering it. Find a way to deliver that in 2020. Did you or did you not order the code red? That's right. <laughs> Great movie. So are you a music fan? I am definitely a music fan. Yeah. What's the coolest concert you've seen in Nashville? We get a lot of them. You saw Prince. Holy cow! Where was that here in Nashville? Here where was in Nashville? That? By far, great concert. It was downtown. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Phenomenal. Man. So my younger brother saw Prince, and he the particular concert that he saw he, he prince had come out with a new album and he said the first hour was mainly stuff off the new album oh, yeah. and he said prince literally left the stage like okay like that's the end of this part of the concert yeah. came back out and he said the next hour and a half was all the hits and he said oh, yeah. it's the coolest thing it's the coolest I've thing ever, ever. i mean first he's out there and he's doing all his new stuff then he'll come back out and just really man just him and the crowd and his guitar Good night. That's the coolest thing ever. I've never, yeah. I never got to see. Prince. And then that what year what? he did a after concert show at Rocket Town. Wow, <laughs> for another hour and a half. Man, oh uh, yeah, it was great. It was you phenomenal. ever get to see Let's Go Crazy live performed oh. by Prince? You've lived a full life. You that lived a is, full life, yeah. and then you get to see the crowd sing that, and then also when doves cry. I mean, man, or Purple Rain. Yeah. Unbelievable. Let me ask you this. If you could go see a concert this weekend at the Ryman, anybody you want to see, who would you go see? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yes. I would love to see Jay-Z. You remember the whole MTV Unplugged? I'm probably oh, dating sure. myself. Oh, yeah, no, man. Nirvana but, Unplugged. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. So if, if Jay-Z would do MTV, an MTV Unplugged type of concert at the Ryman, for a limited audience. Yeah. Wow. He is a talented guy. Wow. Where it's just him and a band. Yeah. Like the MTV Unplugged. It would be phenomenal. That would be cool. James, we're friends. If that happens, keep me. <laughs> I got you. You've already got to see friends. I haven't. When you get this Jay-Z concert rolling, keep me in mind. That's all I'm asking. Let's wrap this up with running the 615 speed sessions. Uh, oh, can I say one thing? For, for sure. So I've been very fortunate. You know, Nashville has just really embraced the Capital Steps workout. I just want to say thank you, Nashville, and thank you people who come to this city and are looking for something to do while they're here on vacation and they come out and do the workout. I'm very humbled and very appreciative of everybody that comes out. We here at Running the 615 had Megan Connor as a guest oh, yes. uh, also. And one love thing that Megan, Megan said, she's awesome. One thing that she said that, that I loved hearing is that she feels the Nashville fitness community is very family oriented. A lot of people supporting each other and a lot of kind of goodwill amongst people. You know, even if one person teaches at this area and one person teaches this kind of class and somebody might do East Nasty or somebody does Capital Steps, that they're there's a very much let's do it together kind of vibe than people being, you know, competitive. Oh, don't go work out with them. That's no good. Come do our thing. Like it's very, it's very, you know, there's a lot of just kind of support, like you're saying, and a I, lot of, you know, goodwill amongst it. I totally agree. I encourage everybody to go and work out. Mm. You know, just be active. Movement you know, is the key. Movement is said, the yeah. key. Forward is forward. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love for you to come work out with us at the at the capital steps of course but go run at east nasty it's great there are other things that you can do on mondays and thursdays as well i will never tell you don't go do it i just want you to be active i would love for all of nashville to come meet me at the capital on mondays and thursdays at 6 p.m no doubt that's good. We live in a good city, don't we? We do live in a great, great city. All right, get your get your phone out there. We're stopwatch. Uh -oh. We're going to hit you with some quick questions. Okay. Don't have to think about a lot. Just got to <laughs> answer them. Oh boy, do you want me to get my stopwatch going? Really? Yeah, man. Okay. We got to time this. Do you do you have any idea what the fastest mile is you've ever run in your life? Gosh, that's got to be in high school. Um, 
You're a fast runner, man. You're an athlete. Oh, 501, 502. Yeah. I don't think I ever got under five. That's fast. 501 is fast. That's just one mile, though. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right. We Tell me when you're timer. ready. Doing a countdown or just? Just hit, hit, hit the start button. Stopwatch. All right. Stopwatch. Let me know when. Ready, go. Boom. Swim, bike, or run? Bike. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Country hip-hop or rock and roll? Hip-hop. Favorite Nashville restaurant? Sweats. Coffee, tea, soda, water, or alcohol? Water. Water. Well done. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Talker or listener? Listener. That's a first. Everyone else on this bin's been a talker so far. That's great. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Mountain. What annoys you? People who don't listen. Yeah, good. Favorite condiment? Relish. Cookie or candy? Cookie. Chocolate Favorite. chip. Ah, awesome. Favorite sports teams? Dallas Cowboys, New York Yankees, National Predators. There you go. <laughs> what is your dream vacation spot? Bora Bora. Wow. Who is your celebrity crush? Beyonce. Man, yeah. <laughs> well, if Jay-Z's coming to perform here, you're probably going to get to meet her. So. Uh, favorite TV show or movie of all time? Oh, The Godfather. Oh, yeah. Awesome movie. Best way to recover after a long run or race or Ironman? Compression tights, lots of fluids, hydration mix, and rest. There you go. What are you afraid of? Hmm. Wow. Closed spaces and heights. I'm not a heights guy either. Good call. Do you wear a belt or no belt? Belt. Watch or no watch? Watch. Best part of living in Nashville? The people. Yes. Airplane or road trip? Road trip. Enjoy the ride or if you're not first, you're last? Enjoy the ride. Something you want to do before you die? Climb Mount Everest. Whoa. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Lunch. What makes you happy? Seeing other people happy. What has running taught you? The body can do anything. It's the mind you have to convince. What is the biggest misconception about you? Oh, <laughs> the biggest misconception. Man, that's a good one, Drew. Um, You're pretty kind of take it how you see it kind of guy. Yeah, probably that. I don't know. It's all right, man. Big, biggest misconception. I'm sure people have their <laughs> have their thing. What, everyone, would you, everyone, what would you think? I don't know, man. Everyone I know is a fan of yours. I actually, I actually feel cool when I tell people that know you that I know you. I was oh, like James Crumlin. I was like, I had breakfast with them. Yes. We're boys. Like I, I love just to tell people that I know <laughs> yes. you. So you're. So, oh, I tell you, a biggest misconception is that people think I don't sleep. Oh. So. I don't during the week, but uh, and sometimes on weekends, but there is one weekend out of the month where I totally cut everybody off and turn I off the phone, turn, turn off, off the, the TVs, turn off the that's TV a good and one. I catch up. Well, your body's probably glad to do that. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Oh, my birthday. Yes. When is that? <laughs> July 5th. All right. Let's celebrate. <laughs> People are going to celebrate independence. I'm going to celebrate James Crumley. All right. Who inspires you? Hmm. My parents. Awesome. Better to be physically tough or mentally tough? Mentally. Yeah, we covered that one. What is your favorite race distance? Ironman. Full Ironman. Full Ironman. Awesome. Game on. Uh, do you have a favorite song to run to or work out to? Oh, man. There's so many. So I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, but but T.I. T.I. gets me through workouts. Yeah. Just his music, the beat, the lyrics. Uh, What's everything. a good T.I. song to work out to? Oh my gosh! I mean, which one? <laughs> just, hit, just hit shuffle and your gold. Just, just put a TI to shuffle. That'll work, man. Don't even have to keep it one. Just TI shuffle. T. I. Enjoy your workout. I like uh, Eminem's "Lose Yourself." Oh, so man. that's a really good one. Too. I saw Eminem at Bonnaroo perform, and he did a full set, and then left the stage, came out, did one song encore, full band "Lose Yourself," and it was oh, it's bananas. Effing awesome it's bananas. Yeah. Favorite place to run or work out in Nashville, not Capital Steps. <laughs> Capital Steps is the answer. We all know that. What's your favorite place if you had to go get in a run or get in a workout in Nashville? I like running around Vanderbilt. Yeah. Because it's hilly. You can always hop on part of the country music course and then get right back off of it. It's challenging. And there's 
always people out there and it's well lit. And you can run right by the studios of running the 615 here in the heart of right by the studio. Yes. Do you like to run in the hot or run in the cold? I like cold weather running. Yep. Hugs, high fives, or fist bumps? Fist bumps. Yes. What is a personal fitness goal for you in 2020? Hmm. Uh, personal fitness goal in 2020, qualify for Boston. Awesome. That's a great one. What is the purpose of life, James? To help others. Man, good stuff. Great answers. Check your time. How'd you do? I did great. It's like five minutes. Five minute mile. There you go. <laughs> five minute mile, five minute in speed sessions. Yes. Uh, thank you for being here, James, for sitting and chatting with me for a bit and letting me record it and tell your story to Nashville. I love Capital Steps. You're a great person to thank know. You. I like the way you just go about life, encouraging others, and you, you kind of outwardly wear it all the time. And you're an asset in this city. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for what you do with Capital Steps and uh, keep doing it, man. We, we, we need more people like you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Drew. I really appreciate this opportunity. I love what you're doing with running the 615 with the podcast. I can't wait to, to hear all the episodes. You have so many great treasures of Nashville that are going to be a part of it. And I'm just so humbled to be in that number. 